0: Well, this morning I want to talk about fear, (laughs) uh, as Shane has already brought up. You know, many times when we talk about fear, some of us um, just say, well, don't. (laughs) But in actuality, uh, fear is an appropriate reaction. Because the reality is, is that you and I are not (laughs) all-powerful, no matter who you are, no matter who you think you are, fear is intelligent. Um, I, I was just, as I was thinking about this, It's it wasn't that long ago, what were the stickers that everybody was putting in their windshields and so on? Wasn't it no fear? No fear, yeah. And then after that was, you know, fear this and, and so on. Um, but really, it's just not intelligent. You know, when you hear about a five-year-old girl, you're like, you know, oh, that's, you know, for wimps. No, that's intelligent. You see, the reality is, is that we have a lot of things to fear. We do. There's only one way to really fight it. Because if you don't fear what can take you out or what can harm you, well, You know what? That's not going to stop it from taking you out or harming you. But there is something you can do. You can choose where to put your fear. You see, what the Lord tells us is that if we will fear Him, which is to revere Him and fear Him more than anything else, then you know what? We don't have to fear anything else. And the thing about fearing the Lord is that He's good. I've talked about this before. You know, it's different than fearing a grizzly bear, okay? Not only do you fear a grizzly bear, you can't trust a grizzly bear. But the Lord, you can trust. And so this morning, um, if you do not have some fear in your life, um, you're not very intelligent. You have reason to have fear. But the good news is this. You can overcome the things in your life by placing your fear in the Lord. The scripture I want to look at this morning is found in Isaiah, and it's very relevant to the times that we're currently living in. The scripture I want to look at is Isaiah 8, beginning in verse 11. Isaiah was a prophet that was speaking to a nation that's in, that was in a similar place as ours. It was a nation that had been blessed by God, founded by God. It was a nation that revered God. But as time went on, they decided they didn't want to put themselves under the authority of the Lord. Instead, they wanted to make their own choices. And so they began to reject the things that God would tell them. But here's the problem. You know, I mean, basically they were saying, we don't fear you, God. We're going to do whatever we want. But the problem was, is that they were now approaching a time where other nations that were more powerful than them were getting ready to come in and absolutely destroy them. And the problem was this. There was only one that could rescue them. And that was the Lord. But, because they would not fear the Lord, because they would not revere the Lord, now they found themselves trembling in utter fear, fear, and rightly so, because they would be destroyed. And it was going to be ugly. But here's the good news. The good news is that we have a choice. We have a choice to be different than everyone around us. But part of, um, part of the reality that we've got to recognize is that we are most likely going to be in a very small minority, and that's not easy to do. Verse 11 says this. Isaiah says, The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. Don't think like everyone else does. Do you know how hard that is? Not to think how everyone else does, but if you are going to follow the Lord, that's what you're asked to do. And I know I keep going back to this, but that's why we're all about reading God's word. Because you can't do it. You cannot. Think differently than everyone else unless you are saturating yourself in God's Word. Don't saturate yourself with my messages. Saturate yourself with God's Word. If you are not doing that, I don't care how intelligent you are, I don't care how committed you are, you are not going to be able to think differently than everyone else. Because when you get up in the morning and you've got the radio going or you've got some podcast going or you've got TV going and then you're out in the world and you've got everybody speaking these ideas over and over and it just keeps coming at you, coming at you. How can you think differently? Because c- c- your mind, <laughs> it forms these patterns and the things that you take in it form those pathways now the good news is is that you have some control over that you can choose what am I going to take in now not totally because if you're going to live in this world there there are things that are going to come at you but you can choose what it is that I'm really going to take in most of and if I simply don't have time to take in God's word guess what you are going to think like everyone else. That's why he says he was given a strong warning. The warning is strong because the fight is hard. And and again, I I don't care how you've been brought up. You know, you hear a lot of people say when they look at our current times, well, it's not how I was brought up. Well, you know what? That's not going to do you any good. I don't care how different Uh, the culture was that we lived in 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It doesn't matter. This is where you're at. And if you're going to survive this, you can't be sitting around thinking, oh, well, I remember when. You're you're not going to make it. The only way to make it is to constantly be in God's Word. Because God doesn't change. He He was the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the only hope that we have. And so the Lord was saying to Isaiah, because Isaiah was to be God's messenger. Uh, Isaiah had a message for a nation and a people that had completely turned against God. They were about to meet destruction, but none of them believed it. Most of them were like, no, no, it's it's not going to happen until the enemy was on their doorstep. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, pray for me. But by that time, there's no hope. Why? Because they really don't want to come under the authority of the Lord. They just want Him to rescue them. But it doesn't work like that. Joy first brought this up this morning. It was in Sunday school, and I believe it really applies to here. God is the only one who can rescue us, because He's the only one with the authority to do so. But I cannot ask God to use His authority to rescue me if I am unwilling to come under His authority for everything else in my life. I can't pick and choose. But, but we live in a society today that, that's all about that. You know, Shane was talking earlier about you know, how we have this society that just wants to take, you know, give me, give me, give me. Well, well here's the deal with that society. That society says, I don't have to respect anyone, <clears throat> but I want everyone to respect me. You know, if you're going to give me something, you have to have some respect for me. So I want everyone to respect me. I want everyone to respect my ideas, but I don't have to respect anyone. Well, it doesn't work that way. If I'm going to ask God to deliver me, if I'm going to ask God to bless me, then guess what? I've got to be willing to come under his authority. Verse 12 says this, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what frightens them. I mean, that really paints a picture of the times that we live in right now. People are scared to death. Everything is a conspiracy. Now here's the thing. Are there conspiracies? Absolutely. <laughs> They're in the word, okay? There are conspiracies. But what's happening is is that that this is just being elevated to an unbelievable level, level because people are so scared because they are not dependent on the Lord. They don't have A sovereign power that watches over them and guides history and has proven himself to be able to take evil kings down okay, and replace them. They don't have that. All they have is themselves. And so they walk around scared all the time. But here's the thing. You will walk around scared all the time unless you change your thinking and think differently than the world. How are you going to do that? You're going to saturate your mind with the Word instead of the thoughts of all the other people who reject God. That's what you have to do. You have to saturate your mind with the world. If you don't, you are going to think that everything is a conspiracy, and you're going to live in dread, and everything's going to to scare you. The reality is that there are things all around us that can destroy me because I'm, and I hate this. Nikki and I have been talking about this. I, um, This aging thing. I I mean, I always heard old people talk about it, but I'm really hating it, okay? Because I'm feeling that I'm not as strong as I once was. Now, I mean, thank the Lord I can, you know, still beat my son in sports. <laughs> but in 20 years, that may not be the case. And I'm feeling that. It's, it's coming on. But you know what? As that weakness comes on, I, I've got to make a choice. What am I going to do? Am I going to try to inflate myself up and pretend like I'm more than I am? Or am I going to move myself more into dependence on the Lord, realizing that I'm absolutely dependent upon Him anyway. That's the choice that we all have. And again, the reality is, if you don't make that choice, you're going to live in fear. And you're going to live in fear of all kinds of things around you, but you don't have to live that way. Verse 13 says, Instead, I inserted instead, Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. Now notice, it doesn't just call him the Lord. It calls him the Lord of heaven's armies. What are heaven's armies? Heaven's armies are angels. And if you've done any reading in Scripture, a single angel can take out hundreds of thousands of us. I mean, literally, we have no strength. We, we think we're all that. An angel shows up and Boom. I mean, you look at the Assyrian army, okay? You look at these different armies and, you know, they're all loud mouth, Oh, we're so great and, you know, nobody can stand before us and God sends an angel down and... Phew. He has an army full of these. Is there anything that I should fear? Not when I've set Him apart as holy in my life. Now again, what that means is holy. That means I set him apart. He is holy, whether I recognize it or not. But when I recognize it, when I set him apart, that means I make him the priority. And I know we talk a a lot about this because it's it's an everyday thing. Every day you are faced with a choice of whether or not to make God holy in your life by making him a priority and you will wake up, no, you will go to bed with pressures that are waiting for you when you wake up, and you have a choice to make. Am I going to just wake up and respond to those pressures? Am I just going to wake up and respond to the boss who wants me, you know, here at a certain time, wants me doing this, my family wants me doing this, you know, those other activities I'm involved in, they're telling me about these deadlines and so on. Am I just going to respond to those things, or... Am I going to say, you know what? First and foremost, I'm making God a priority. I'm going to spend time with Him. I'm going to spend time with his, in His Word. And, and if others don't like that, well, so be it. He's the most powerful. And then I'm going to move forward from that point. If I don't do that, okay, if I don't do that, here's what happens. You end up being fearful of so many things in your life. And you don't have to be when you fear the Lord. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of, of Shane's daughter here and, and, you know, just trembling. You know, you're here and, and the, the power of thunder, the power of a storm. I mean, it's overwhelming. You know, if you're out in the middle of it and you're not in shelter, I mean, it's just so obvious how small we are. If you don't feel that towards the Lord, you're not getting it. (laughs) You don't get how powerful He is. And here's the thing. If you don't tremble before Him in that way, what's happening is you don't recognize how powerful He is and there's no way that you're going to put your trust in, in Him because He's not powerful enough to take care of you. It's only when you see how powerful He is and you're trembling before Him that you would trust Him because it's only at that point that He can actually take care of you in all the things that you face in your life. Do you see it? You can't have one without the other. But, but again, that, that's what so many people want. They don't want to fear Him. They, they want to make themselves king or queen. You know, it's all about me. But, oh wait... Uh, I can't, you know, provide for myself. So, oh God, give me this, give me that. No, that's not the way it works. But to Israel, verse 14, he will keep you safe. He will keep you safe. He's the only one that can do it. But to Israel and Judah, he will be a stone that makes people stumble and a rock that makes them fall. Why? Because he's not going to move. You know, you can reject him. You don't have to receive him. But you know what? If you reject him, he's not going anywhere. You know who's going somewhere? You. You see what I'm saying? He's sovereign. He's the one who created this world. Your choice is, you recognize him, you fear him, and from that, you'll experience his goodness, or you reject him and say, I'm going to go my own way, And guess what? He's the one who created this world. He's going to take it over. You're going to go to another place called outer darkness. That's our choices. We either recognize his sovereignty and we're safe from it, or we fall. It says, and for people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many will stumble and fall never to rise again. They will be snared and captured. You know, the thing about a trap is you don't see it coming. The thing about a rock that you stumble over is you don't see it, right? Because if you saw it, you'd walk around it. If you saw the trap, you would move away from it, right? There are so many people who are rejecting the Lord and saying, oh, I don't believe in God. Well, guess what? He's there. And so if you're saying that, what's going to happen? You're going to fall into the trap. You're going to trip over the rock. He is there. And I pray that your eyes would be opened, that you can see that, that you would have the faith to see that. Which, by the way, when you think of faith, I mean, we talk about faith overcoming fear. Faith that overcomes fear is rightly placed fear. Faith is really putting your fear in the Lord. See what I'm saying? So how do we overcome fear? The only way to overcome fear is with fear. Rightly placed fear. If you say, well, I'm fearless or I have no fear, you're a liar. You're an absolute liar. Because there are all kinds of situations that you could be put in where something more powerful than you can take you out and you will feel feel fear in that moment. Instead, verse 16, preserve the teaching of God. Entrust instructions to those who follow me. Preserve the teaching of God. The words we're looking at have been here for hundreds of years. We've got to preserve it. Because again, For all of those who don't know the Lord, they're teaching things that go against God's word. It's creating utter chaos. And the truth is, is that we can be set free. We don't have to live in fear. But we've got to preserve his teachings in order to do that. Entrust his instructions to those who follow me. I will wait for the Lord, who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my hope in Him. Where are you going to put your hope? Where you put your hope is where you place your fear. You're going to fear, but you have a choice as to where you put it. So as we're facing all these things around us, let it drive you to the Lord. Don't be like the arrogant who say, Oh, I'm not scared. They get squashed. I mean, again, what you have here is if you look through Isaiah and the prophet after that, if you look through Jeremiah, they were going to these kings and they were saying, change or we're going to be destroyed. And what these kings were saying is, whatever, I'm the king. No, I'm okay. When you go to Jeremiah, the Babylonians, they've got Jerusalem surrounded. And Jeremiah is like, listen, this is what's going to happen. You, you, you got, God has declared this. You've got to give yourself over. They're sitting there surrounded. Okay, They're running out of food and water and they're like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> it's insanity. And yet, that's what we see here. We have so many people you know, I, I was thinking about this. When you think about this last year we've been through, when we first started going through the, the COVID stuff and we started putting everything on the internet, at first there was some excitement. We're like, oh man, look at this. There's all these people who are looking at messages and, you know, they're hearing God's word. You know, God must be moving. And now we're at a place where every Everywhere I go and talk to different people, you know, of churches, not just in Illinois, different states and whatever, those who are worshiping the Lord, it, it's down. It's down almost everywhere. After we've gone through something that has shown us how vulnerable we are, instead of that driving people to the Lord, they're just like, okay, whatever. I made it through that one. I'm good. I'm just going to continue on. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I don't know if I ever will. But we can make a different choice. And that choice is we can recognize how vulnerable we are. But we can also recognize the one who's able to save us. How? By fearing Him by putting ourselves under his authority and saying, God, even if you ask something of me that I don't want, I'm going to do it because you are in authority. And if I reject you now, who am I to ask for your help later? And I'm always going to need it. So if you're living in fear of things going on around you this morning, I just want to invite you to put your fear in the Lord. Okay? Put your fear in the Lord. And, and then... By doing that, get into His Word. Learn His ways so that you can walk under His authority so that He will go before you and protect you. But if you just say, I'm going to walk my own way and I expect God to protect me, that's not how it works. I'm sorry if that's what you heard. That's not how it works. And if you read your Word, you'll find that out. Lord, we praise You this morning. That we do not have to fear the evil and the darkness around us when we place ourselves under your authority. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would truly do that. We would place ourselves under your authority. Uh, For the one, Lord, who's never done that, I pray that that they would have the fear this morning (laughs) that would turn into faith, that they would place their fear under you so that they don't have to fear other things. For the one who's being tested today, the one who's being tested and and the enemy's trying to, to get them to make decisions that you're not leading because they're scared, I pray that there would be more fear of you than of the situation and that through that they would see deliverance, Lord. Lord, thank you that when we tremble before you, we do not have to tremble before anything else. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.